Welcome to Your Key to Orlando Real Estate. This podcast brought to you by the experts of the Orlando Regional Realtor Association is your go-to listening for all things home buying and selling in Central Florida. Our podcast is released on the second Tuesday of every month, and we'll be bringing you what you need to know if you're thinking of buying or selling a home anywhere in the area. Tune in for topics such as qualifying for a mortgage, staging your home to sell, considering new construction options, and so much more. Of course, we'll always take a quick look at the current state of the Orlando housing market and its influence on buyers and sellers. You can look forward to a new realtor host for each edition of Your Key to Orlando Real Estate. Hi, I'm your host, Realtor Christina Rornum. Our Sunshine State is known for its sandy beaches and breathtaking views, but it's also known for hurricanes. With hurricane season now upon us and running through November 30th, which of course coincides with the summertime peak for home buying, Orlando Realtors want to share key information you should know when buying or selling a home during the season. Today, we have Jackie Berkson, insurance broker with LRA Insurance Advisors, and Jeff Mackey, owner of the Jeff Mackey Pillar to Post Home Inspection Team, here to help prepare you and ensure the safety of your current or future home. Thanks for joining us. Let's jump right in. So how do you know if that house you're looking to buy is ready for the hurricane season? Well, today I have Jeff Mackey from the Jeff Mackey Pillar to Post Home Inspection Team here to help us answer some questions on what you need to make sure when you're buying or selling a property, you have all the information and you can be ready for our fabulous, we love Florida, but we got to deal with hurricanes for our hurricane season. Thank you so much for being here, Jeff. Well, you're very welcome. Happy to be here. So how long, so of course you own the Jeff Mackey Pillar to Post Home Inspection Team, and you've been an affiliate of the Orlando Regional Realtor Association doing a fabulous job. How long have you been um, been at it? Well, this is my 20th year. Started in 2001, and uh, it's been quite the ride. I've been, enjoyed uh, uh, this type of business and helping people with the largest investment that most of us ever make. And we had a, a very good year last year. I was uh, named Franchisee of the Year, so... Wow, that's awesome. See, that means that you were um, you were active through like Hurricane Charlie and the year that we had those three hurricanes just travel straight up I-4, right? Yes, Francis and Jean. I remember that year well. <laughs> <laughs> hard, hard to forget. And I know they changed, um, they changed a lot of the building codes after that time period, right, to be a little bit more uh, stringent? They did. It actually started with Andrew in South Florida. And uh, then after the 2004 season, uh, I think the rest of the state adopted that. And um, homes that are built today have to meet higher standards with their building code than they did previously. Right. And I think a lot of that is is like in relation to like the roof and whatnot. Is that right? Or can you speak to that at all? Yes. The number of nails holding the roof and how the roof is uh, held on through trusses and the straps and on the bearing wall and the number of nails that uh, hold the sheathing, which is the plywood that's below the shingles, to those trusses. And uh, they've actually amped it up a bit more here uh, recently. So it's all good. They're, we're moving in the right direction. You can't avoid hurricanes, and it's 
best to build the structure to, to do the best it can with them. Absolutely. So let's say I'm a home buyer and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm buying my first house. We're Floridian or I'm a Floridian. Are you a Floridian or how long have you been in uh, Florida? Christina, I'm BD before Disney. <laughs> All right. You're official. You are legit. So we're used to it, right? But I know sometimes, and even if you're not from out of the state, let's say you're buying your first home and you're like, gosh, I want to make sure that it's as solid as, as can be. Um, you know, what are things that, that you're looking for when you're doing the inspection to make sure it's watertight and as hurricane proof as it can be? Like, what are you looking for? Well, I think the obvious answer on that, and the first thing you look at is the roof. The, the older the roof, the, the more damage is going to happen. If we do get hit with a hurricane, the, the wear and tear of the sun beating on them and uh, the rain uh, will, will add up. So you want to make sure the roof is solid. Most homes today use architectural shingles, which tend to last a little bit longer than the uh, old three tab. And you, you want to make sure that there's any cracks in a stucco home or any opening or things like that would be sealed and caulked and not available for water to penetrate. Mm -hmm. Good coat of paint goes a long ways too. That's kind of the waterproofing of the outer shell. Mm -hmm. And there's specific paints that are, are, I mean, I don't know, is it every exterior paint? I know there's some that have, what is it, that elastomere or what the quality that makes it a little bit more water resistant, good for our that, climate. Yeah, that's pretty close. Elastomeric paint should be used. And if you're going to paint your house, you you want to make sure that you use elastomeric paint. Awesome. Okay. So we're, we're checking to make sure the roof is, so I mean, so let's take an architectural shingle roof. What's, I mean, what's the typical life estimate that you, you find? How long can we expect to get out of your, your standard architectural shingle? You should go 20 years on that mm -hmm. uh, before you, you need to consider replacing you know, but that 15 to 20 year mark, you want to keep a good eye on it and keep it mm -hmm. inspected. But uh, you should get a good 20 years out of an architectural shingle roof. Also, somebody has one of those tile roofs. Is there a little bit more life expectancy there? Yes, concrete and clay tile, they're 45, 50 year roofs. So they're going to last a lot longer. Okay. So I know a lot of people will opt for a wind mitigation inspection in hopes of trying to get a little bit of maybe a discount on their insurance. Can you talk to me about what's a wind mitigation inspection? What does it show and, and how does it help your insurance company? Well, you'd, you'd mentioned 2004 and that, that kind of is when the whole ball got rolling with the uh, wind mitigation. And it's basically tells the insurance company the wind resistance capabilities of the home. Mm -hmm. And uh, there's set seven categories. Generally here in Central Florida, no one qualifies for all seven categories, but you generally always save money. Mm -hmm. I save about $600 a year on mine, oh, and they're, wow. good for, they're good for five years. It covers the, the building code of when the house was built. It also uh, the roof, when the roof was put on, the newer the roof, the more discounts you're going to get. The uh, architecture, it's hard to find a hip roof today because the houses are designed to have a little personality and they'll put little <laughs> gables along the front. But uh, the geometry comes into play. How I mentioned earlier how the truss is tied into the bearing wall, 
as well as the uh, nails that are used and how frequent they are uh, holding that plywood down to those trusses. There's a few other things that they look at, uh, opening protection, like hurricane shutters and that mm -hmm. type of thing. Mm -hmm. Most people in Central Florida don't have hurricane shutters because you don't quite save enough on insurance mm -hmm. to warrant the cost. But right. what many, many people don't know is that you can get five-eighths inch thick plywood, cut it to fit your, your openings and keep it uh, stored somewhere. And that's going to get you a discount just the same. And, and it's smart to have everything ready. You never know when you're going to need it. But if you've right. got a place to store it and you got it all ready, it's mm -hmm. a whole lot easier to get it up in a hurry, right? Definitely. I mean, speaking of windows, so is there anything else? I mean, obviously, we can look at the plywood. People are game to do the hurricane shutters. Is there anything else that people um, can do in terms of windows or that they should be looking for when they're looking to purchase a home? You, you just want to make sure that... Uh, they're not so antiquated that they're not working right or, uh, you know, may have uh, some a problem sealed uh, with mm -hmm. caulking and being sealed and that type of thing. A lot of those th things are hard to see, but uh, you can look at the overall condition of the home a lot of times and tell how well you're going to do in that department. But I don't think any one window has an advantage over another as far as single hung, double hung or awning windows and that type of thing okay as long as they're they're good great okay and then i imagine like some common sense stuff like make sure you've got you know you keep your trees trimmed and don't have uh, minimized the limbs overhead and that sort of thing D definitely you want to make sure that you keep your shrubs and your your tree limbs off the house and away from it if you got a big tree and it's not in good shape gets hit with a you know, a lot of wind, you might be in trouble. A lot of people uh, will have uh, projectiles all around their house, patio furniture, things like that. So you want to keep an eye on that stuff too, is if a storm were to come. But uh, a, a, tr a tree should probably be trimmed ever uh, three to five years, depending on what it is. And if you do that, you won't have to worry about it. Perfect. Well, listen, is there anything else that I've missed, you know, or the topic, of course, again, hurricane preparedness, anything that you want to add that I haven't asked you about yet? You've done a good job. Well, thank um, you. <laughs> I guess the only other thing I could think of is if they got gutters, make sure those gutters are clean. Mm -hmm. That's, mm -hmm. that's kind of a, not a fun job, but it's an important one. Definitely a good thing to look out for. All right. Well, listen, thank you so much for, for chatting with us today, Jeff. Well, you're very welcome. Happy to help. And uh, let's hope we have a, uh, a light hurricane season and don't have to deal with this stuff. Yes, please. You know, I would love that. No storms. We're just going to we're just going to call it now. No hurricanes in 2020. We got enough going on already. <laughs> that's that's for sure. That's for sure. Thank you so much, Jeff. A house is the largest purchase many of us will make. So it's very important to understand the insurance policies and how they protect your property in case of natural disasters like hurricanes. Being on the lookout for the weather report, being prepared with storm shutters, trimming your trees, these aren't the only things that homeowners should do. It's important to understand what your insurance is, review your policy regularly, and, and know what it covers. To share with us more about insurance and which types we should have, I have Jackie Berkson, 
insurance broker with LRA Insurance. How are you doing, Jackie? Very well, Christina. Thanks for having me on. My pleasure. My pleasure. So, um, of course, I have had the pleasure of working with you before. How long have you been helping families insure their homes um, in Central Florida? It's going to be close to 20 years, Christina. It's been a long time. Yeah, I, that's fabulous. So you have, um, so you've been through, you know, every, every kind of storm and natural situation that homeowners could need insurance for. So you've got, you've got uh, a ton of experience dealing with hurricanes and having coverage to prepare for that. So let's say like I'm, I'm new to the area or even if I've been here for a while and I want to prepare myself with the right insurance, like what do people need to look for when they're getting their home insurance policy so that they're not caught off guard if God forbid a storm does come through? One of the things that I always tell people when we're talking insurance is this is where your policy is really important. A lot of people see their homeowner's insurance policy as like, oops, something went wrong. Let's place a claim. No, this is a classic opportunity to use your homeowner's insurance. What I really want everyone to, to be aware of is to know what their policy covers. Um, most Florida insurance policies for their primary residences include hurricane coverage. There's some exceptions um, if the home happens to be located in a coastal area mm -hmm. where um, wind has to be written separately because usually it needs to have either a higher deductible or higher coverage and it's just a higher risk. So it keeps your general homeowner's policy more affordable and the burden of the cost is separated from that and it's tacked on to a separate wind policy. Check your limits of coverage. You need to know what, how much you're covered for. When you have a hurricane claim, you want to make sure that your dwelling coverage is adequate. Now, when, if you're someone that has had your policy for a long time, it's a perfect time to make sure that you're properly insured and you have the right amounts of coverage. Your policy would naturally increase every year by 4% because of a clause in your insurance policy, but you still want to make sure because your your home may have appreciated in value since you last shopped for your policy. So you want to definitely check, call your insurance agent and speak to them about that. You want to know what your deductible is. Some people have a flat deductible. Some people have a percentage of the dwelling amount as their deductible. What is standard is 2% of that dwelling coverage. So if you have a $200,000 dwelling coverage, 2% of that will be your deductible. Another very important thing to check on your policy, and this can be found in usually the third or fourth page of your policy declarations, is who you have listed as your loss payee. So if there was a claim, who would the insurance company write that check to for those repairs? Mm, good question. Usually, mm -hmm, usually that person, of course, is you. You are the most interested party. But a second party would be your mortgage company. Now, in Florida, I don't know about, about anywhere else, but a lot of these mortgages are sold very quickly before you even know they've been sold. Well, this so, is true. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So you want to make sure that your current mortgage company is the one that is listed on your policy declarations. Now, most, most mortgage companies, when it's sold, they're pretty good about notifying everyone. We get those um, requests all the time to change the lost payee, but um, some of them aren't so quick to, to do it. So they, you want to definitely check to make sure that 
the loss payee is accurate on your policy. Um, another thing to really know is how water is covered because water is going to be the number one culprit in a, in a hurricane claim. Mm -hmm. What kind of water would be covered under your hurricane policy and what kind of water damage you would need a flood insurance policy for. Mm. Now, your homeowner's insurance policy has coverage for flood, but it's floods that occur from within the from home. pipes, right? Yeah, not, not something. If there is water that comes in from the outdoors, the way you know if it's covered by your homeowners or flood is going to be how, where it started and how it came into your home. So if that water fell on the ground, pooled or gathered somewhere, and then invaded your home, that's flood insurance. Mm -hmm. Okay. Many people might not know that, right? They think, oh, okay, you know, I've got water coverage. And it's like, yes, you probably have coverage if a pipe bursts. Yes. But do you have coverage if, you know, all of a sudden, you know, the, the creek down the street floods, starts flooding everybody's yards? And mm. So check to make sure how prone you are to a flood, a potential flood uh, claim. Um, if you don't currently have flood insurance, but you'd like to purchase it, just know that there's going to be a 30-day wait period before it takes effect. So if you purchase mm -hmm. it today, it won't be available uh, for you to place a claim for another 30 days. And if there's been a pre-existing condition, you're in trouble, okay? So um, if you really feel that you um, could be a victim of a flood that would need to be covered by flood insurance, you really want to act quickly before um, we're into the deep, 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 deep into the season now. So, right. um, so if it's already existing when they're buying it mm -hmm. um, and they discovered on the inspection, they just need to go ahead and disclose that, repair it and not expect that the insurance company is going to come in after the fact and, and handle that. Exactly. Now, if it's been corrected and you have receipts that it's been fixed and everything and it happens again, it's a new claim. It's really not from the original. That's fine. That can be covered once you have the policy in place. Mm -hmm. And then are, are you pretty clear on the flood? Because, you know, I, I, there's a lot of people out there that don't realize the value of it. I feel like it's probably the cheapest amount of insurance you could buy and probably the one you'll use the most. Water damage in Florida is, believe it or not, even though we we're talking about hurricanes here, water damage is the th one thing that's going to affect most homeowners in Florida. Well, and that's probably one of the most uh, damaging things, right? Mm -hmm. Like, you know, the roof comes off, you can repair it, but it's like, what happens after the roof comes off or something along those lines? I mean, water is so... Water Travels. Is, yeah. <laughs> it doesn't just stick in one spot, right? It's, You're it's, right. You know, and it's, and you know, you look at your ceiling and you see the little spot there that's forming, manifesting from a leak. It doesn't necessarily mean it comes straight from that area. It could yeah. actually hit a rafter on the other side of the house and travel to that corner. Right. So it's yeah. it's pretty it's pretty involved. So well, yeah, I absolutely. Actually, I want to actually just kind of segue into like you're talking about that and um, flat roofs. So are those? Um, I think some people have mentioned like it's a little bit harder to determine you know, when you have a flat roof where a leak might be originating from, is that, are flat roofs um, a little bit harder to insure or what's your, what's your uh, viewpoint on that? Flat roofs, it's not that they're hard to insure. It's just that most people don't realize that there's a short lifespan on a flat roof. Mm -hmm. um, so when someone buys a home and it, the flat roof is over 10 years old, mm -hmm. they're going to have a really hard time getting insurance for that home because mm -hmm. 10 years is the max any insurance carrier will take that roof. So let me ask you this. So I know um, being in Florida, we're familiar with being in the box. So what does that mean um, for insurance purposes? That box 
relates directly to when there's a storm in the horizon that's threatening Florida. So here's the thing, from my experience in the last few years, anytime there's a named storm, even if it's like out in, in, in Cuba or out in Jamaica, they're already, if there's some kind of a, of a spaghetti uh, track that, <laughs> right, spaghetti that says models. that it's coming to, yeah, yeah, that it's coming to us mm-hmm. or it's coming near us, it doesn't take very long for the insurance companies to shut it down and say, we're not doing anything until this thing moves on and we know it's not going to affect us. Gotcha. Okay. Um, so the sooner you get things done, the, the better. I, I have worked with a lot of realtor friends and I always try to warn them, Hey, that thing they're talking about, you know, that's coming close to us or it's got a trajectory near us in the next few weeks. It's the 15th of the month. You guys, most of you have closings at the end of the month and we're looking at this potentially occurring in the next 10 days. Make sure your your buyers are binding those policies. Get those policies bound because if it even if they even say it's about to come near us, mm-hmm. those insurance carriers will shut it down and you will not be able to get insurance until the storm passes and it's no longer a threat to Florida. Okay, makes sense. And you can't make and you can't even make changes to your existing policies. So now is the time to do it. You right now the, you cannot change your deductibles. The only time you can change your deductibles is at renewal. But there's some coverages that you can add. You can purchase flood insurance, even though it, it's aftermarket. You're going to have to wait 30 days. But if you really are interested in getting flood insurance, you should get it now. Mm-hmm. Great. So Jackie. I know there's some important tips you wanted to share, some things that maybe I hadn't asked about, but that are really crucial for homeowners to know about their policies, especially as it pertains to hurricane and hurricanes and the damage that they can sustain on homes. So what what else should people be aware of? I'd really like for people to take the time now where we really don't have a threat looming to take inventory of their personal belongings that would be covered under their personal property portion of their homeowner's insurance. It could be something as simple as just taking pictures of your electronics or videotaping, just walking through your home, slowly videotaping the things that you own. That's really important, saving that, emailing it to yourself, uh, emailing it to someone outside of the state so that you have a backup copy of it. Also, videotaping the exterior of your home. You want proof of the condition of your home prior to it being damaged. So if someone says, like you and I talked about previously about existing conditions, pre-existing conditions, this could be good proof that damage did not exist prior to the storm. This is all really pertinent, really helpful information. And I, and I think you brought up a lot of key points that are going to be really helpful for folks that maybe they weren't, wouldn't have been aware of. So I I just want to thank you so much. You're always such a wealth of knowledge and so pleasant to talk to. So thank you so much. And I wish you the best of luck in this hurricane season. Thank you, Christina. Appreciate you. I'm sure all our listeners, whether you're in the process of buying or selling a house or thinking about getting started down that path, continue to have concerns about the Orlando real estate market as a result of the coronavirus pandemic. It's important to remember that we're in a global pandemic, not a real estate recession. Orlando is a vibrant destination in great demand for new residents, international home buyers and investors. While we know that we're in for a short-term decline in activity, we're confident in the long-term strength of Orlando's very 
strong real estate market. Now for the numbers. The month of May marks our second month to show an expected decrease in sales due to the COVID-19 pandemic. A total of 2,127 homes sold during the month. A tally that is 40% less than the 3,806 sales in May of 2019. Despite the decrease in sales, home prices in Orlando continue to rise. The median price of an Orlando home sold in May was $259,900, which is 7% up compared to April of 2019. Inventory continues to be a challenge for Orlando home buyers, attributed in part to a decline in new listings. Compared to May 2019, the number of homes on the market decreased by 11%. There are currently 7,260 homes listed for sale in the Orlando area. There are a few bright spots in the May housing market activity to point out, however. Compared to last month, there are solid increases in three of our forward-facing indicators pending sales, new listings, and new contracts. Listen in to our podcast next month to see how those numbers finish up. Our housing numbers are provided by the Orlando Regional Realtor Association. Visit orlandorealtors.com for more information. A big thank you to Jackie Berkson with LRA Insurance Advisors and Jeff Mackey of the Jeff Mackey Pillar to Post Home Inspection Team. If you are looking to buy or sell a home, Go to orlandorealtors.com for information to find a realtor today or to browse the properties in the Orlando area. Don't forget that a buyer's consultation with a realtor is free. And Orlando Realtors have access to technology and procedures that will help both buyers and sellers during the pandemic. We hope that you enjoy this episode of Your Key to Orlando Real Estate. Join us for more topics related to buying or selling your home. Make sure you hit subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Rate and review your key to Orlando real estate and tune in for episodes on the second Tuesday of every month.